I know we're in a rebuild right now, but we need to restart our rebuild. We went in, we got squished by the fish. I am sending out an olive branch. What? If we had beef and you gave me an olive branch, I would I would be even more pissed. Like, like. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Andrew Sullivan alongside Andrew Baroni, and we, alongside the rest of New England, are 0 and 2 heading into week three. We went in, we got squished by the fish. Never a fish good feeling. Us. They did. We wanted to squish them, and they squished us right back. Um, but I, again, I mean, just like last week against the Eagles, there are some good things to take away from this game. But it's yeah, definitely a lot of good from it. But yeah, unfortunate like inconsistencies in the offense and turnovers. Yeah, you know, it's always going to kill you. Yeah, and I think you know I know it's only been two games, but I can already feel it's like it's like curdling milk inside of my heart. The way that I look at these games after a loss and be like, oh, well, it wasn't so bad. One more time doing that, and I'm going <laughs> to jump off the roof. I can't take it anymore. I know it's only been two weeks, but I, I'm sick of these moral victories. I need an actual victory. We have the Jets next week. That's good. Yeah, I'm really think... glad you feel that way because I'd feel, I, I like, I, I know we're 0 2, but it doesn't feel like we're 0 2. It feels like it feels like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of good. Is it like two of the, two of some of the best teams in the league? A lot of people have them top ten in the league, and we had them within one score game. Which you know, yeah. obviously, we want to get on top of those games. And what's going to differentiate differentiate us from being a great team in this league is being able to win those games. But mm-hmm. you know, we're we're there. We're, we're we can play with anyone right now. But you know, we can I, also I lose anyone. So yeah, I uh, I saw a tweet. Uh, I don't remember who it was from. Could have been. Boston diehards or someone like that. Um, but it said it was like another close game, another close loss. Patriots are two and zero in my book. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. like the optimism, but you know, it's it's tough. I will say thank God for Zach Wilson. I'm very happy to see him. Very happy that you know he gets to be thrown passes again against our secondary. Mm-hmm. But I guess That's I mean great. let's let's break down this week what we did what right what we did wrong where we could have improved week two against the dolphins what do you think andrew mm-hmm. before we get into that i just want to say a side note real quick um mm-hmm. the uh boston cream donut which is now following us awesome shout out shout out boston cream donut they made a tweet yesterday and Little fun fact for you, Mac Jones is 0-12 in games where our defense lets up more than 25 points. Mm. Now, I know what you, you all are thinking at home. 25 points, isn't that a lead that could be erased if your team scores four touchdowns in a game? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, wow, I yes, saw that. Is. I saw that, too. That's horrible. That's terrible. And I know it's like yeah. QB wins are some people don't think that's a 
a fair stat to attribute to one player. But if you are the head of the offense and the offense routinely cannot score more than 25 points, then something might not be going too great. Yeah, you know? like, you know, it's crazy. Think about this for a second. Well, thought experiment. I think Justin Herbert, this is random, but like Justin Herbert, I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Definitely top 10. His team oh, yeah. sucks. He's always in shootouts to even win games. He put up 30 against Miami the other day and he lost. Imagine if he's on our team, you know, he had a great defense. You get like right. quarterback. Anyways, I'm All getting right. sidetracked here, but here we go. Well, here's this for a thought experiment. Bailey's happy. Keishawn Boutte in a fifth to the Chargers for Herbert, who says no. Not me. I say yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we say yes. I actually saw one earlier today. It was um, Patriots' first-round picks for the next two years and a fourth-round pick for Justin Jefferson. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would throw in my first-born child if we could get Justin Jefferson on our team. That would be cool. Yeah. Rafe would be pounding sand. Yeah, we have a friend from Minnesota who is eternally depressed. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So shout-out. Shout-out him if he's listening. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, like you mentioned – Super high-powered offense. We saw it in week one. They have maybe the two fastest men to ever live on their team uh, running routes at receiver. And the defense for a large majority of the game kept them in check. I thought, I mean, Christian Gonzalez, what, by the way, so far, how unbelievable does he look? He has gone up against the Philly duo, held them – to a not fantastic game. And then he just went up against Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I think I saw that they were targeted three times when he was the primary corner covering them. Or this is maybe just for Tyreek. Uh, no completions and one pick. That's, yeah, that's I mean, he's awesome. he's been everything that I think we'd hoped he would be. You know, you can't. You, you can't really expect a guy to play at an all-pro type level right away. And I'm not saying he's doing that right now, but he is playing unbelievably so. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I couldn't be happier with, with that pick. Yeah. I will say, though, that, like, that was a great pick on Tyree Kill, one of the best players in the league. But Tua did sort of, like, underthrow that ball. Like, Tyree Kill had to come back for it to try to get it. Yeah, you know, he was also throwing it like 40 plus yards of the field down the field. Mm-hmm. So it is tough. But like overall, like besides that pick, Tyreek Hill had about 250 yards in week one. Week two against this defense, he only gets 40. That is incredible against mm-hmm. one of the best receivers in this in this league. Yeah. Like the Patriots defense just has the ability to shut players down. And they did that to Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle or James Waddle still had a pretty good game <laughs> with four receptions and 86 yards. But you know you, you can't stop like everyone. Like combine them only having 120 yards is is yeah somewhat of a win. You know, I mean, think about it. That's like um, it's like imagining each of them only had 60 yards, and Tyreek yeah. got a touchdown. So like 60 yards and a touchdown each. Yeah, that's I'll take that, dude. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. What did uh, kill us though was Raheem Mostert, um, his long touchdown, and he he had 18 carries for 120 yards, so he he had yeah. a pretty good game himself. The, wor- the worst part is when we were when we were watching it, 
the TV cut off for about two minutes, three minutes, and it was 17 to 10. And when the TV like returned back from being out, like out, it was 24 to 10, and we had no idea what happened. It was awful. It was like waking up from the worst dream you've had. It's bad. But, yeah, I, I mean, I was happy with a lot of things that game. Uh, you know, it was a killer. At some point, we made a lot of critical mistakes. I think Max pick to Xavier Howard was not great. And I don't want to – I want to be the first one to say this. Mac, this season, has looked the best he's been out of his first three seasons, I think. This is his best start to a year since he's been in the NFL. I think Bill O'Brien being the new OC has helped him tremendously. You know, he threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns week one. Last – this past game – he didn't play as well, obviously, but it's hard to put all that blame on him when the offensive line played as poorly as they did. It was so hard to watch Calvin Anderson getting beaten every rep, Cole Strange getting beat with inside moves. I mean, Trent I'm Brown didn't play. Too. No. One of their first sacks, there's, there's a gif of it. Dude just – Saw the linebacker rushing in and decided to like double team the nose guard and just let him have a free shot at Mac Jones. Yeah, that, that is really tough to see. There was one where Calvin Anderson, um, he was going out to block, it was the pitch on third and one. Awful call, by the way. If I think mm-hmm. you could, you should have, they should have done the tush push, the, the Philly QB sneak where you just get a bunch of guys behind you and push your quarterback in the ass. Mm-hmm. Until he gets over, we did that a couple times and it worked. Or you just run a dive up the a gap with Ramondre or Zeke. I don't know why we're tossing it on third and one, third and inches. But regardless, the linebacker came in, blew right by Calvin Anderson, and made the tackle for loss on Ramondre. So then, instead of being fourth and inches, if we had done a sneak or or a dive, it was fourth and four from right around midfield. We couldn't go for it there. Um, so that was frustrating, and we made Andrew Van Ginkle look like prime Reggie White yesterday. He was it, – it, it was astounding. You, I, you would blink, and the next thing you know, th- these golden, luscious locks were running full speed at our quarterback, mm-hmm. and there was nothing we could do about it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, Andrew Van Ginkle, Andrew Van Ginkle. Andrew Van Ginkle. <laughs> Yeah, he had an outstanding game for himself. Um, I didn't even know who the guy was, and then he just comes out and just completely dogs our defense, which was, you know, very unfortunate. He ended up getting uh, oh, only one sack, but it, it seemed like he his he probably must have had a couple more pressures at least. It felt because, like he got eight. Yeah, he was everywhere. Um, but letting up Pat's O line, letting up four sacks in total like that's just brutal that's not what we want in this game penalties you know, too lots of holds like holds you know we, we we only let up 45 yards but you know i think it, i think that's better than week one but um you know still, still what do you mean like, when you say we let up 45 like penalty yards yeah 45 penalty yards but four I, sacks I, too and yeah that, it's, that's it's good And I I understand when the O-line is fully healthy. I mean, there was a report at the beginning of the week 
where four of our five starting linemen were on the injury report and we didn't know if they were going to play. So the fact that we could suit up those guys, some of them, and have them out there, you know, good. But if that is the tape that you're going to put out there, that our O-line you could get through with, you know, a, a, a Pop Warner defensive line, that's not great. It's What's not crazy, great. too, is, like, I think that the Eagles have a much better D-line, and I thought they had a good game against oh, yeah. the Eagles. But I guess injuries, you know, I must have just – Taking a couple guys out, and you know they just not did not play well against the Dolphins. No, not at all. It was really hard to watch, and you know, like Ramondre, we couldn't get the run game going very much either. And Ramondre, at least in the beginning of the game, especially, was doing a good job of evading tacklers and creating extra space or yards after contact. But you can't expect one guy to be able to maintain that level of consistency throughout a game if he's getting tackled by four guys every play because he's the only one, you know, chugging his legs. He's going to lose energy. He's going to lose steam after a while. Yeah. Like because Stop. of this, like we, us not being able to truly get the run going, you know, Stevenson had 15 carries for 50 yards, um, which, you know, it's a good, good game, but, you know, mm, in total, you he 13 more. You know, Mac actually had 25 yards rushing. Oh my god, dude! Mobile Mac is out in force this season. Yeah, Mobile Mac. That's that's very interesting to see. We'll yeah. see how that sort of develops. You know, uh, it'd be pretty cool if he sort of kept doing that and he got faster with time. Vanilla um, Vic, some are but, calling him. Yeah, some some are calling him that. But overall, like this offense has really been geared to Mac Jones' ability to just not only like facilitate, like he's he is our offense this year. And, you know, Kendrick Bourne didn't really get as much attention uh, yesterday um, with Devontae Parker being introduced to the offense. Hunter Henry still had another big game. Um, six receptions for 52 yards again. Uh, had another good week. Touchdown. Touchdown as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no no spontaneous one-headed grab out of nowhere. But, you know, we, we, we don't, we don't got to make him do that all the time. So, that's good. <laughs> I will say the one decision that I did not agree with was – I mean, there are a few decisions I didn't agree with, but the one that I think changed the game the most was Bill's decision to take DeMario Douglas out of the offense completely after he fumbled. I understand ball security is you know, the most important thing, especially on a Patriots team where the last couple of years – Fumbles and picks have cost us in these types of situations probably more than any other team that I can remember. You know, so the Damian Harris fumble, the Max pick yesterday, right, at, uh, mm-hmm. as we were marching in the red zone. It seems to happen every single week without fail. So you, you fumble the ball, especially if you're a rookie. You know, you got you to gotta learn from your mistake. But he is so electric when he has the ball – he creates separation at such a higher rate, I feel like, than our other guys, that taking that guy out of your game plan, especially when he's a rookie and the defensive coordinator on the other side doesn't have a lot of film on him, they don't really know how to plan for him. If you have a guy who can create mismatches through his speed and his route running and his elusiveness, use that. If 
your offense is struggling to put up points, use your good offensive players. Use difference makers. It's mm-hmm. annoying. That that really – I didn't like that at all. Yeah. But, you know, offense was really struggling to get going. And, you know, I have been a critic of this of Devontae Parker. But, you know, he had a good game. He, he had six receptions for 57 yards, you know. He played well. And I, I do think, you know, maybe this game was more so just trying to sort of get something going with off on our offense with, like, our more reliable guys. And I think – Demario Douglas is definitely a guy that they want to integrate into our offense as like a potentially like number two, number number three guy down the line. We, we don't really have that number one guy, but like any right now. But anyways, like I I think for right now where they were at, they were like, all right, we're not letting that go. We're giving these other three guys that are above him technically on the chart right now um, some more leeway in this offense. Because they, they, you know, Juju hasn't played well, but he also hasn't really made a mistake yet. Bourne had a good game yeah. last week, and and Parker's back now. So I didn't, I didn't really. I wish that you know they gave him another shot to go out there and play, but I, I think down the road he definitely will get another shot to go in there. I will probably drop him for my fantasy team now. If you're you're thinking of picking <laughs> him up, but yeah, you know what? Did you hear when during the game, um, Collinsworth? was talking about Juju when he came to the Pats, and he was like, oh, Juju, when he came to the Patriots, tried to get the number nine from Matt Judon, but he tried to – he was like, the price was too high. It's like, what? why did he think Judon was going to give him that number? He's like yeah. so clearly our best player. Yeah. Why would he give up? It, it's insane. I mean, I, I, I respect the shot, you know, but, you, I, you know, if you whatever. It doesn't doesn't matter, but it is kind of crazy. He, he, he likes the number nine, was willing to offer him some money for it, but what, what like it must have been like his entire contract, you know, for him. Yeah. For Thirty-two million dollars. He's like eleven million a year. You could have it. <laughs> million a year plus incentives, and you can have it. It's yours. Yeah, but uh, he he has been lackluster, I think, to start Juju. Uh, Kendrick, I mean, I like Kendrick Warren. He did have a play. I saw a few clips on Twitter after the game. I didn't really notice it during the game live, but Mac took a shot down the field. It was a great throw. Uh, Kendrick tried to reel it in with one hand, but he could have maybe gotten his second arm loose. It wasn't really being hooked by the corner. He could have probably used two hands to reel it in and make the catch, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's tough when you don't have that clear cut number one guy. And the teams we've played have had two of them each: Smith, yeah. Brown, Hill, Waddle, and we have Devonte Parker. We have Dolphin scraps. We have Devonte Parker and and uh, Mike Kosicki. So yeah, like we've sucked. played. Like I, I I don't know we we haven't played a team yet where we can say that we have better receivers than them. No, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Tyreek Hill would all be definitive number one guys on our team. Let's let's look at the schedule and pick the team that and figure we, out when that would be. When we have a better receiver than all right. Like, Ready? So this is this is interesting because I think it's actually gonna be <laughs> dude, this is okay. I think it's maybe like eight weeks from now. 
Because right now you got us against the Jets. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, much better than anyone of the Pats. Cowboys. Um, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Saints, Chris Avale. Raiders, Devontae Adams. Yep. Bills, Stefan Diggs. Dolphins. Again. James and Tyreek. <laughs> um, and then, like, Probably not, but like commanders. No, we don't have anybody better than McLaurin. Yeah, I agree. And then Colts. I I think Michael uh, probably he's like a he's like he'd be the best guy on our team if we had Michael. He Pitt. would, but then the next week the Giants. We, we there's no him. one on the there we got him. Got shit on us. <laughs> we fucking got him, dude. Yeah, no Sterling Shepard's like the greater receiver of the Pat scene. They're like, we want you on our team. We would. Yeah, I like if he was, if he got dropped like now, I'd be like, we maybe kick the tires, see what he's got. You know? <laughs> he's got a little bit less than the tank, but like he might have a little juice, dude. After after that, after the Giants, like Chargers, no Steelers, no Chiefs, maybe Chiefs, probably. Yeah, I would say Chiefs. Besides yeah. Kelsey, if you're not counting yeah. one of the best targets in the league. Because he plays tight end. Um, then maybe the Broncos after that, but no, I'd take Jerry Judy over Jerry Judy's and Cortland right Sutton. I think Mims had a pretty good game though last week. He did, yeah, he did. It's crazy that out of a 17 game schedule, there are two teams that we definitively have better weapons than, and one of them is the defending world champion. Yeah, that is insane. But maybe maybe it goes to show you, you know, how valuable the position is, and maybe it's been overhyped in some parts of the league. Like, it's definitely not a position in my mind you want to give up too much to, and that, that well, too much. I That's why I'm thinking like that Jettis trade. Like, if we gave up two first round picks and he just got hurt and it was just done, like we would be so screwed for like the next generation of Patriots football. Well, I will say it is drastically the skill positions are drastically less important if you have the best quarterback on the planet like the Chiefs do with Mahomes right now or like yeah. we did with Brady like it's you don't need a lot of guys if you have a, a rock star under center which right now unfortunately we don't have either of those things we don't have a all-world quarterback or good receivers but hey I mean we have young guys and maybe it, it's still early in the year. We're two weeks in, right? We're two weeks in. We don't want to hit mm-hmm. the panic button. Uh, we don't really know the extent of what our offense is going to look like right now. It doesn't yeah. look great currently, but that doesn't mean that it won't look better as we go on. Mm-hmm. And I think that is – I mean, there's not a lot of great offensive takeaways from the Dolphins game. Well, I mean, you know, we did have one guy – had zero rush attempts and got three yards towards the end of the game. So I think maybe we give him a couple wait, more wait, Oh, Cole Strange. Yes, dude. dude what a what oh. a play. What Honestly, like we didn't get it. And I think it was a little bit Bush League that they didn't even pull the chains out to, you know, measure it. You know, they literally went with the replay and they were like, it kind of looks like it. So then they mm. just reversed the call. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's got to be definitive. When one of the yeah. words, like, Definitive evidence to overturn. You can't say, "Oh, but it kind of looks like that." That's exactly. Not yeah, I agree. They called it a first down on the field. They there was not conclusive evidence one way or another. I mean, after looking at the replay a few times, it looked like his elbow was down before the yard marker. But 
I don't think it was beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it was a mess of bodies right there. And just we I know we talked about this when we were watching the game. One of our friends mentioned this. If there is a third factor, a third mystery factor, if it's if you go beyond truth and you go beyond reason and logic, there's another factor to consider. And this is the cool factor. And Mike Kosicki lateraled it to number 69, Cole Strange, wearing a 1930s face mask. He yeah. ran through three guys. No, 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 and... no. Not only did he run, he did a little, he jumped up, did a twirl in oh. the air, landed it, Dude. and started plowing forward. Shades of Dan Conley on the punt return. Are you kidding me? Do we have the the most athletic lineman in the league or what? This guy should have been – not only should they have given him the first down, they should have probably just given us a touchdown after that play. That's how impressive it was. That's how robbed I feel like we were. Maybe not by the rules per se. By, by rules and logic, yes, good call. By cool factor, awful. Tragedy that we didn't we didn't yeah. allow that to continue. It's crazy. Like, imagine yeah. if we wanted to win that game and we had the storyline like Cole Strange, our savior, you know? Cole Strange, colon, hero. Hero. Leader yeah, he, I Cole Strange jumped up about 10 spots on my rankings of favorite Patriots players on the roster right now, I really? think. Even though he, like, completely missed a linebacker? Oh, no, he had a, he had a horrible game, but that play – that cool. play made cool up play. for it. Highlight real play. Would we have been in that position if he had played a good game in his actual position? Maybe. Maybe Dude, not. Why is it that like, say? All, all like the cool lineman plays like never like count or like I know. You remember, like, remember Robert Hunt? The guy on the Dolphins had Yeah, Robert Hunt. Ago? Dude. And he, yeah. he like ran and he dove into the end zone and he got flipped on his head and they were like, actually that doesn't count. You're an ineligible receiver. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just broke my neck for no reason. Yeah, and apparently what they did, though, was pretty cool. They took a picture of that, and they, like, printed it on, like, one of their elevators in, in <laughs> their, like, headquarters facility. So whenever you enter the elevator, it just opens up, and then it That's closes, funny. and it's just him diving say, out for a touch. <laughs> I don't want to say anything nice about the Dolphins tonight, but that's... No, I, I do like that. I do like that's, that. I, I do like that. We, You know, you can't... Nobody should be upset for a good big man, big man run and play. That's that's the best thing that could happen it, in a football game. It gets people going. Like it does. Vince Wilfork, when he had that pick and ran it back 20 yards against yeah. the Chargers, that was unbelievable. insane. That was like 10 years ago. That was crazy. Or uh, when – this was a while ago, but B.J. Raji had a strip sack and the Packers picked it up and scored. I mean, he picked it up and scored a touchdown. And – um he did like the discount double check, like hip swivel celebration in the end zone. And he was like, he was like at the time that he did that, like pushing four bills, probably like he was gigantic, <laughs> huge. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we put Cole Strange. You know what we need now that we're, th- we can't get the ball going. You know who would have picked up that first down? James Devlin would have picked up that first down. Oh, for sure. Get him back in the building. What are we doing? We haven't had a player like him ever since he left. No. Oh, we had Jakob Johnson. I liked Jakob Johnson, but he was that no the guy James that uh, he had to he like lost a bet and he had to dye his hair like Alabama Crusader red for like uh, the entire season. Did you call him the Alabama Crusaders? No, 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 but he they like he like dyed his hair like that color, like the Alabama Maybe. Crusader maroon 
color. Like, he dyed his hair. I think you're right, actually. I do remember him having, like, crimson hair. Yeah, I think you're right. But he's with the Raiders now, along with half of all of the Patriots who have played. Shout out to Kobe Myers for those looking uh, at the video, wearing his jersey right now. You could use him. Mm -hmm. Dude, the more and more the season goes on, the more and more I'm going to hate Juju Smith-Schuster and miss Jacoby Myers. I yeah. I know it. I know that's going to happen. But right now, you know, I it's unfair of me to say that I hate Juju. He hasn't done well, but he hasn't been atrocious either. I mean, dude, but think about it. Juju would go off in that offense with Devonta Adams too. Like Devonta Adams opens up options for other players, you know. He's yeah. just dominant. Devonta Adams concussed. Jacoby Myers concussed. Juju Smith-Schuster healthy but not very good. Knee about to explode. <laughs> Knee. <laughs> Knee in grave danger. Worse injury risk than J.K. Dobbins going into a season. <laughs> yeah. No, right. but... Wait, but hold on one sec. So, uh, ja uh, Jacob Johnson, turns out he lost a bet to Damian Harris um, where he had to... Um, dye his rare like a like a reddish color for Alabama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know Jakob Johnson was in the NFL Pathways program. He was, I believe, he's German, and obviously Damian Harris went to Alabama, so makes sense. I don't even know what team Jakob Johnson could have been rooting for. Uh, Tennessee. Did he go to Tennessee? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know why else he would have made such a serious bet for it, but <laughs> go balls. He actually lost. Not only did he lose the game, he they got smoked. It was fifty-two to twenty-nine in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Rose had twenty-four. I'm. I can't read. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? Insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, the Patriots players should make a bet where if they lose their next game against the Jets, everybody has to dye their hair green. Even Bill. Dude, what 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 is Jalen Mills playing? Yeah, he plays. He's he doesn't play as much as he has the last few years, but yeah, he's he's healthy. He plays every now and again. Because I feel like yeah, I haven't really. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I'm. It's good. It's good. You know, don't get me wrong. He's not horrible, but he's good. Oh, but, by the way, sorry. Continue. I don't. Is that the I end of your thought? You, you. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Um, speaking, you said something nice about uh, Devontae Parker earlier. You said you had in the past said maybe not the nicest things about him. Oh, and dude, I want to go back to last week. You can. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to look far. We're... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, I'm gonna actually build upon what I said last week. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm here to double down, okay? Miles Bryant this season <laughs> he is a he is dare I say it, I'm gonna say the G word. He's good. He's good. He made a lot of great open field tackles. He came flying downhill and it was either uh Raheem Mostert or Ahmed, one of the, the other running back, and he leveled him he took out his legs and like flipped him over and in coverage he wasn't bad he's not noticeably a liability i from the bottom of my heart miles bryant if you continue to play like this man 
I apologize. I am sending out an olive branch. What? An an o- when you say an olive branch? You've never heard that before? No. It's like a, a, a sign of, of peace. Olive branch? It's a gesture of Dude, if you just piece. like if we had beef and you gave me an olive branch, I would I would be even more pissed. Like, it, like <laughs> how did that become a saying? Um, I believe in Athens, because as you not to not to get back in uh, classical history, <laughs> but Athens, um, home of the olives, you know, I think they use that as a as a sign of peace. It may have been. Oh, you know what it was actually. God, this is going to be so pointless. This is the uh, random Greek fact of the day for you all. When Athens was becoming a city, Poseidon and Athena were competing for it, and they both gave gifts. And Poseidon gave them a fountain that sprouted salt water, and they were like, ah, what the fuck? We can't drink this. It's salty. And Athena gave them an olive tree, and they're like, ah, sweet. We can eat this and make oil. And then so then there was like peace between Athens and and um, Athena and between Athena and Poseidon for like battling for the city and the olive branch was like the sign. So Greek fact of the day for you. So they, they weren't happy about the salt fountain. So nah, I mean, them. would you be? I mean, fountains are cool, you know, yeah. but if I'm, yeah. if I'm stuck in a time period where I just am searching, I'm constantly searching for my basic requirements of food, shelter and water, you know, I'd probably be pretty pissed, but now, since you know we got that down pat, I can go to my sink and just get water for nothing. So if I if I could get a magical salt water fountain in my backyard, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, people pay for that. Uh, maybe I guess I don't, you got to ask those Athenians what they're what they're thinking. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, football. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, football. Get back to the brass tacks of this, the meat and potatoes. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, we got the we got the Jets next week. They haven't shown. I mean, they haven't shown that their offense can be reliably good. I mean, Lord knows I had Brees Hall in fantasy and I started him, and he got me point nine points. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak about how the rest of my fantasy team did, but it wasn't much better. Horrible. Um, <laughs> So I have I have I expect to win this game. I really, really do. I know in our preseason uh game predictions, I said that we would lose this game. I don't think we will. I also said we were gonna win the Dolphins game and we didn't. So it's a fair little little twopsy we're gonna do there. Right. And I I I had it from the beginning. I had us losing these first two games, and I had us uh-huh. winning the third game against the Jets. I think this is going to be a big turnaround game for us. It's going to be be a big momentum shift and builder within this team because I I know a lot of people in this locker room now are just pissed. They're tired of losing, and they're tired of losing these close games too. They they want to yeah. they want to pull ahead here. We need to win, and this week is a great opportunity for that. Dude, and even- as, as unfortunate it is that Rodgers got hurt. Um, and sort of really changes the narrative of this division. You know, I, I, it definitely is good for the Patriots. You know, it, it, it yeah, makes sure. that Jets game a little bit easier each week. And it's not like playing against the AFC was definitely like it's, it's, it's stressful now. Uh, the AFC East is like a stressful thought, but now it's a little bit lighter. Um, maybe we can focus a little bit more attention to some other teams sometimes when we play them, but 
Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to this game and, and how our offense can go up against one of the best defenses in the league and sort of how our defense will. I mean, last year our defense dogged Zach Wilson in the, in the Jets, so hopefully they can sort of replicate the same thing. But I think, you know, Garrett Wilson's still a stud receiver and he can, he can break out at any time for a long mm. touchdown. So I think, I just think it comes down to the Jets. They're, they're, I think they're just cursed. I think something is wrong with that organization. There's some bad juju. There's some evil spirits in the building or something because the worst things happen to them all the time. They drafted two quarterbacks in the top three. Both are ass. Both were ass. Um, Aaron, they signed like uh, an Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. Four plays into his Jets career, his Achilles explodes. They win eleven games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't make the playoffs. Like they they're just so bad. And it, they could get the best players. You could you could take the Philadelphia Eagles and just give them Jets uniforms and have switch rosters completely, and they would still suck. I'm convinced. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but it's just the Jets. Dude, I mean, like, in my mind, like, why would you name your mascot of a football franchise after, like, an airport that's nearby, you know, off of, what? like, a man-made combustion engine flying machine you know i don't know Go well the jets are old when the jets were were made i'm sure like the idea of a jet was still very cool like joe yeah, Namath, he was like oh they just made this really fast biplane it Look goes how- so much faster than the normal planes <laughs> we should name a ball club after this let's do it now yeah it does it does seem a little bit like aged out now you know like and historically the jets were good like 60 years ago ish the jets were good once and they won a Super Bowl. Joe, here's here's a little stat to show how terrible the Jets are. Joe Namath is still their all-time leading passer. Joe Namath. Joe Namath, who beat Johnny Unitas in a Super Bowl. <laughs> are you I'm kidding me? That. Too many, dude. Too many. It was in the yeah. – I think it was either in – I think it was in the 60s, I want to say. Hold on. Joe Namath, guarantee, was in 1969. Joe Namath guaranteed that his Jets team would win. No, it was was a – Right at the beginning. It was Super Bowl uh, three. Super Bowl three, the third (laughs) one. Uh, That's insane. J-E-T-S. That's even more insane. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh boy! Okay. You know what that means, Andrew? Oh, unfortunately, is, I do. It is time you are, you are being sent into the shotgun right now. Ah, uh, it's time to enter the shotgun. Okay. All right. So while while you get your 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 beverage ready, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll sort of lay the lay the groundwork for this. So I'm gonna give Andrew one minute. Um, to answer a question, I'll, I'll ask the question, and he has one minute to shotgun a beverage and then answer the question. Um, so with this question, he has – there are ten choices that he could pick, and he's got to say five correctly. 
Okay. Hey, that's not bad. So that's sort of the context I'll, I'll give right now before he's ready to go here. All right. Well, I have my headset on, so I'm going to have to do this and then put my headset back on, and then you're going to have to ask me to – or do you want to ask me it, and then I'll stand up and I'll start chugging and I'll take my headset off, okay? Okay. All right. I'll give you a couple leeway seconds for the timer, but all right. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yes. All right, Andrew. So you're in the shotgun question is that I need you to name – I want you to name um, five of the top t- – five players who have the best single-season fantasy football years out of everyone in NFL history. Okay. Five Go. of the best single-season players. Go. Okay. And he's going. He's you know he's he's turned away. Okay, now his his back is facing me. Oh, that was quick. That was efficient. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh wow. He's, right. he's burping. Uh. Calvin Johnson. Uh, Calvin Johnson's not here. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's not here. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is number six. But yeah, you Jerry got it. Jerry Rice. Yep, he's seven. Peyton Manning. Nope. Tom Brady. Nope. Randy Moss. Adrian Peterson. Nope. Nope. Uh, Jesus Christ, dude. What? Um, Someone recent. Or actually current, I say. Dog. Dog? He's Justin a dog. Jefferson. No. Jonathan Taylor. No. Dude, what? Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Lamar Jackson? Five seconds. Lamar Jackson is here. Derrick Henry. No. And that is time. Fuck, dude. That was good, though. Was it Jamal you got, Charles? You get three out of the ten. You actually oh, dude, Ladanian Tom, Tomlinson is definitely on there. Was Jamal yeah, Charles on there? One. Fuck. Yeah, I'll go was, down Marshall, the was Marshall Falk on there? Yes, he was. Fuck. So, you, yeah, you got him. You got five afterwards. So, it, it took you like a minute 15, but you, you definitely got it. God damn it, dude. Um, but you unfortunately have lost to the shotgun here. Um, but I'll go down the list here. So um, number one, the best fantasy football season of all time. I don't know if this is PPR or not, but I'm just going to guess it is. LaDamian Thompson with 481 points. I know. he LaDamian Thompson had – that's the year he broke the single-season touchdown record at 28. Can I just guess? Can I go through and guess some more? Was uh, – is – is Priest Holmes on that list? Because he had 26 touchdowns at one point. Yeah, he's number four. Is Jamal Lewis on that yeah. list? Okay. Um, you said Marshall Falk was on that list? Yeah. Is, um, let's see. Who else has had 1,000, 1,000? Christian McCaffrey, is he on that list? Yep, he's number two. Oh, my God, dude. I was trying to steer you in that direction. Yeah. You said but... dog, and I thought you meant, uh, like, Michael Vick. Is Michael Vick on this list? No, he's not. He's okay. not on this list. But you um, actually have the top seven so far. God damn it. There's three more. Um, Gronk had a no. what, 18 no. touchdown? No. Um, what positions are these? Um, I think three running backs. They're all running backs. They're all running backs. Uh, Barry Sanders? Nope. Hmm. Glove don't the... fit. OJ. 
Yeah. The juice is loose on this the list? The juice is number eight. Do you know what's crazy? He uh, had 383 um, points one season. Yeah. OJ Simpson um, rushed. Did he rush for 2,000 yards? Is Eric Dickerson on this list? No, he's not. Um, I think OJ – hold on. Uh, 2,000-yard season. For, he rushed for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. OJ Simpson. People forget yeah. that he was, That's you insane. know, because of the whole murdering his wife thing. Yeah, People the whole murder. He was, for, for whatever reason, that gets, like, really <laughs> – Blown like into like <laughs> whatever reason that's why people remember him. It's not because yeah. it's two thousand yard season in fourteen games in nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, okay. I the juice. Two they, more guys in this list. Two more running backs. Yep, two more uh, running backs. Not Jamal Lewis. Not Presome. Sean Alexander. Nope. Um. One of these guys right. was on the Patriots for a little bit. Corey Dillon? No. Was on the Patriots for a little bit. Steven Jackson? Yep. Wow, really? He's, he's number 10. Wow. Which this isn't like technically I'm, – I'm looking at this now, and it's not in the correct order of, in how they scored the points, but – That's fine. He's number 10 technically with 417 points. Is the other guy Has the other guy played within the last 10 years? Uh no, it's been quite a while. Is it Walter Not quite Payton? a while? But it's been it's it's been a long time. Walter Payton? No, not that long. Not that long. Um. Um. Roger Craig. Like pre-Patriots success. Pre-Patriots success. Um, like big 90s running backs, Emmett. Is it Emmett? Yep, Emmett okay. Damn, dude, I could have done so much better at that. That's okay. We're both 0 1 against the shotgun. That was a good question. 0 1 against the yeah, that was that was good though. You, you got five, like, and like six seconds after the alarm went off, too. So, not alarm, but like the timer, but that was good. Dude, you I'm got your shotgun down very fast. You just turned. You went. I was determined, but now I'm ashamed. Or you just like spilled it out out of the camera view because I couldn't see you. But I'm ashamed of myself. The world may never know. Um. Yeah, but both cool. own one now. But next time we'll do better. Yeah. Next time, I think I, I'm I'm. Gonna be matched because of the shotgun. So you know, hopefully, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll cook up a good question for you. Yeah, get cooking. All right, so we've done in the shotgun now. Uh, and before the episode, we went to Twitter and mm-hmm. we asked for your questions, and we got a few. So I think we should close the episode out by answering a few of those. Yep. Yeah. All right. So good ones. See what we, we got. have. We've asked people for their questions, as you said. And we got a question from a Michael Sullivan. Um, his Ugh. Twitter is at underscore Mike Sullivan. Um, hate that guy. He, yeah, hate that guy. <laughs> um, he asks, uh, what do you think the reasoning is for the slow start? 
it seems like the team is in a habit of falling behind early, constantly playing catch up. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. I mean, the Patriots, there was that graphic last week where they are an incredible. That's actually him right now who's closing the door to my barn. Oh, Mike Sullivan? Yeah. So they're they're an incredible second quarter team. They score a lot of points in the second quarter, but don't do well in the first. I think that's something that has really been getting us in trouble these last few years is slow starts. And it doesn't matter how good your defense is. If you routinely start 10 points, 13 points in the hole, it's going to be tough to climb back from that. I mean, we saw it against Philly, 16-point lead right away. And, like, again, in Miami, 10 points. It's it's tough. It's, it's, a, it's a tough way to start, and something's going to have to change if we want to find success this season. Mm-hmm. I was thinking part of that, too, is just – Bill O'Brien's just starting the season. You know, he's he's sort of still trying to figure – everyone's trying to figure out this offense still, including our offense. And, you know, there has been some some bright spots with Mac Jones' play being better than what it has been. But, you know, we'll see where that sort of goes. Because, it like, we, we can't keep falling behind early and having to dig ourselves out of holes. We got to, mm-hmm. like, just – like we, we got to go. We, we it's got to be the opposite. You know, we did play against you know a couple of good teams, so anything can sort of happen once we get into like, like a good stretch again, like an easier schedule. Um. So next question yeah, is I, by um, Ace. His Twitter is at Ace in six zero three, and he asks: Is the problem the offensive line, um, or just is it mental right now with the turnovers? I mean, yeah. Do you wanna you wanna take the lead on this one? Yeah. So I'm gonna say it's it's a mix of both. You know, obviously, offensive line didn't play great this week, letting up four sacks, getting a lot of pressures in Mac Jones. But if we don't have those turnovers, we 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 have a much better shot in this this game today because Mac Jones' red zone pick was horrible. He so like, bad. It was a very bad pick. You don't want to have those throws. It was like we we could have ended up that drive with a, with a touchdown or a field goal. It makes it a whole different game. Um, and then the Demario Douglas one, obviously not great either. He's he's running. He thinks he has time and space. Some dude just comes up behind him, knocks it right out. So obviously, like the Zeke one too, that was bad. Um, that was so bad. You know, we that like, was terrible. Like Max pick just got to go a game. He's got to prove that he can go a game without throwing a pick. Because right now, you know, I know he's the season's just starting in a, in a new system, but he's got to got to sort of figure that out. He's he's got a pick problem right now. He's got to address that. Yeah, and the O line too. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Health is definitely a part of that, but also I think just skill at the position is a part of that, and it's something we need to get better at. If mm-hmm. we want to give Mac the opportunity to have time, so where he's not rushing and throwing picks, I think it's the O line problem makes the turnover problem worse, 
and the fact that we turn the ball over and we get down early and teams can blitz us because they know we're going to throw makes the O-line worse. So it's a vicious cycle. One thing affects the other. It's bad. Both both mm-hmm. are bad. Both are not great here. Oh, you got it on the screen. Nice. Okay. Um. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> hey, Brett. All right, this is from Primetime Brett at Brett Howard underscore. He says, why can I, 5'9", 130-pound man, block better than the O-line? Well, this is a good question, Brett. And you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I believe you. I do because what we saw yesterday, I could put – my two-year-old cousin in a jersey, line him up at right tackle, and he would at least have tangled up the legs of Andrew Van Ginkle on some of those blitzes. So mm-hmm. I think part of it – Even like a traffic cone, you know? Like yeah, it would, it would dude, make them run around it. Roll a can of Chef Boyardee down the line of scrimmage and they might slip on it. It's anything. Because there were so many times where it felt like the that's, defender, that's not where, where I thought you were going to go with that one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and maybe they'll chase it, but <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funnier. Um, yeah, it's a, it seemed like so many times throughout the game, there was snap, and then the defender was either at the ball carrier or at Mac Jones immediately. It was like they were teleporting, and you know, I I really really think that. Sometimes, and I know, Andrew, you were an offensive lineman in high school, and I know there are more complexities than just pick out a guy and throw your body at him. There are design plays where you shift the line or the guard pulls or you go to the second level or you block out to the secondary or the safety or whatever. Like there, there are schemes for linemen. It's not just smash your head against the guy in front of you. But sometimes I think that would just work better if – you saw a guy who is clearly alone and is very obviously going to blow up the play that you've called. If you're, if if your job for the play is to go to the second level, but you see an unblocked linebacker going through your gap, stick an arm out, pick up a few yards, it, especially if it's if it's a short yardage conversion. Just maybe think less and. Do your job a little bit better. That's all I can maybe say. I don't know. Yeah, it uh, has been been interesting so far, but I'm I'm hopeful that they'll sort of figure it out towards the end of the season. Like the Pats O line issues are have never they're never like super super consistent. I feel like it's something that we usually address um, and fix. But hey, we'll 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 see how that goes. Um, so our next question here is, is by, um, the, uh, this is a great name. Eucalyptus Richard. Eucalyptus Richard. Yep. That's what I was going to say. It was a rocket man from, from that's not his name at all. What's the, what's the, um, raccoons name from. Rocket raccoon. 
Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon here. Um, he asks, is week three against the Jets a must-win game or a can't-lose game? I think I think it's a can't-lose game. That's my stance on it because, yes, we expect to win that. Um, and 0-3 is hard. So um, the thought, I think, initially is, oh, we have to win this. This is a must-win game. But if we lose this game – against Zach Wilson, an Aaron Rodgers list Jets. And might I add, the Jets defense, very legit. They're good. They're talented. But if our defense can't stop a Zach Wilson-led offense, I would be so worried. We cannot lose this game. If we lose this game, my hope for what we are going to be able to accomplish will plummet. Mm-hmm. And his at is Philly Cheese T8K. I'd say it's a must-win game because we we can't start the season at 0-3. I feel like these are the exact same statements too. But um, we definitely cannot lose this game. We got to win it. Um, Like, we starting the season 0-3 and, and losing against this Jets team is, is just – it would make me rethink – our our my entire like prediction for the season how the Patriots will end up because that is just a brutal record to start off with. Zero yeah. and three teams don't make the playoffs when they start out zero and three. Yeah, very rarely. So yeah, I um, I mean, I think either one of those is right. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I I can't I can't see us feeling good about losing that game, but that was. At Philly Cheese T8K. So thank you, Eucalyptus Richard. Um, next one here. Bob Beers Fan Club at Bobby Bruski. Um, he asks, which 0-2 team do you think will shock the league by the end of the season? And for some reference here right now, um, some 0-2 teams are the Bengals, the Patriots, the Chargers, um, I believe – uh, the Texans, the Cardinals, the Broncos, Bears, and the uh, Vikings, and the Jets. Mm. No, the Jets won. What am I talking about? Jets yeah, are, the Jets beat the Bills. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you answer first, and then I'll answer. Hmm. So, sort of I have the way the way I think about this one is sort of shocked the league. Right, so which team do you think will have the most unexpected season? I feel like everyone expects the Bengals and Vikings to bounce back from this. Um, and I think the Pats will too, but the rest of the teams are just kind of got. I mean, the chart, I don't know, this is an interesting one because I expect the Bengals, Chargers, Patriots, and Vikings to all bounce back. But I think the Texans, Cardinals, Broncos, Bears are just going to suffer the rest of the season. I, but who, who's I actually the right spot. Who's gonna, who's I think gonna... that the Texans. I was thinking about saying the Cardinals, but I I think there's just not enough talent on that roster to do anything special. But I think the Texans have something with C.J. Stroud. He is the first Ohio State quarterback in the NFL to throw for 380 yards in a game. It's not good. And 
it's not good. Ohio State, great school, incredible at football, has produced some of the best players to ever play the game, except at the quarterback position. And CJ Stroud, who granted I was never very high on coming out. I've I've had my fair share of doubts about CJ Stroud. But he looks like he can make some plays. I think the Texans, who I think a lot of people would have before the season placed them as like a bottom three team. I could see them not like making the playoffs or anything like that, but winning six, six or seven games if they have like a very good year. Yeah, I, I think that'd be best case scenario for him right now. I don't think that any rookie quarterback, I mean, I mean, maybe not any, but. I, I don't know if he's good enough to sort of carry that franchise, that sort of record, because I, I think the Texans are just going to suck right now. I think they're in turmoil. If I had to say shock the league, I feel like I, I want this. I'm going to say sound completely biased saying this, but I feel like it's the Patriots because I feel like they're they're building something. I'm super biased. What a stupid fanboy kid. Call but me like, a homer, but I'm going to say the Pats, kid. I'm going to say the Pats, baby. Because, I don't know, I just feel like out of all these teams, I think we have the best defense, and I think we're figuring out the clinks on our offense. And as soon as we sort of fix this offensive line issue, not even not even that, as soon as we stop turning the ball over as much as we, we're doing and stop making stupid mistakes and shooting ourselves in the foot every game, we're going to put ourselves in a much better position to win. And I think um, that we – do have we have one of the toughest schedules in the league? But that being said, I still think we're we are a good enough football team to come back from this with the adversity, facing all this adversity, and sort of make the wild card, make the playoffs. So that'd be my pick. Just because I think that the expectation for the Bengals is for them to come back. Because I I think that I think that would be shocking if they just were a fringe playoff team. Yeah, I mean, as well as, as the somebody... Vikings. As somebody who drafted Jamar Chase second overall in fantasy, not they have not been good. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we got some good questions here. Um, hopefully, you know, we uh, we answered them, and we get some more next week. Hopefully, some. Some questions regarding a win over the New York Jets. You know, like one question could be like, Andrews, how did we kick their ass so badly? Yeah. How and did Mac Jones hurl that guy and dive into the pylon of the end zone? How did Ramondre Stevenson rush for 600, 625 yards and five touchdowns? That seems impossible. How did Cole Strange convert on that first down when we needed it most? All your questions and more will be answered <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time on the, the Dropback drop Podcast. Well, this has been episode four. We look forward to seeing you guys again in episode five and hopefully with some good news. Mm-hmm. All right. See you <laughs> next time. Go Pats, baby. Go Pats. <laughs>